Hey there, dear friends, and welcome back to another episode of My Bible Thoughts. I'm Pastor Rich, and today we're diving deep into a topic that's not only close to my heart, but central to our faith journey. So let me ask you this. Have you ever thought about what it truly means to be free? I mean, really free. Imagine a world where everyone is united by a common message, a message of hope and love, a world where people from all walks of life come together to worship the same God and to serve one another. It is the world that we can create when we live out the gospel of Jesus Christ. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the unity of the church. We'll see how the early church leaders agreed that Christ frees us from the bondage of Jewish law and how we can all work together to advance the gospel message. You see, in the early church, there was a lot of debate about whether or not Gentile believers needed to be circumcised in order to be saved. Some Jewish Christians believed that circumcision was still necessary, while others believed that Christ had freed us from all of the requirements of the Old Testament law. Paul was one of the strongest advocates for freedom of the Gentile believers. He argued that circumcision was no longer necessary for salvation and that all believers were united by their faith in Jesus Christ. In the book of Galatians, Paul tells us the story of how he met the other early church leaders in Jerusalem to discuss this issue. After much debate, the leaders agreed that circumcision was not necessary for salvation and that the gospel message was to be extended to all people regardless of their race or background. Of course, this was a momentous decision and it paved the way for the rapid growth of the early church. The gospel message was now accessible to everyone and the church became truly a global movement. Let's read from Galatians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. It says, But on the contrary, seeing that I had been entrusted with the gospel to the uncircumcised, just as Peter had been to the circumcised, for he who was at work for Peter in his apostleship to the circumcised was at work for me also in the Gentiles. And recognizing the grace that had been given to me, James and Cephas and John, who are reputed to be pillars, gave to me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship, so that we might go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. They only asked us to remember the poor, the very thing I was also eager to do. You see, just as Paul and Peter were entrusted with the same gospel message, they were reaching out to different audiences. Paul, with his friend Barnabas, was called to reach the Gentiles, while Peter's mission was to the circumcised, the Jews. Different fields, but the exact same gospel message, my friends. This shows us that the early church extended its arms wide, offering the message of salvation to everyone. But here's the beautiful part. Amidst their unique missions, they all had one common call, to remember the poor. And I think this is the heart of a unified church. It's not just about theology or doctrine. It's about remembering and caring for one another, regardless of their station in life. Now, let me take you back in time and let's dive into the New Testament where you'll see that Paul took his message to heart. A great deal of his time was spent collecting and arranging funds for the poorer churches of his day. It was a beautiful example of the wealthy and the poor working together, all because of the purity of the gospel. 
And I think that's the key, isn't it? If we truly love the souls of others, then the truth of the gospel must be maintained no matter the circumstances. It's one gospel, one church, one message, one Christianity, one faith, and one hope. So my dear friends, let's stand firm and not be shaken. So how can we apply the lessons of this episode to our own lives? Here are four actionable steps. First, remember that the gospel is for everyone. The gospel's not just for Christians from certain backgrounds or cultures. It's for everyone, regardless of race, ethnicity, or social status. Number two, work to promote unity within the church. So the church is the body of Christ. We're all united by our faith in him. We should strive to work together to advance the gospel message to serve one another. Number three, remember the poor. The Bible calls us to care for the poor and the marginalized. We can do this by donating to charities that help the poor, by volunteering our time, or by simply being kind and compassionate to those who are less fortunate. And last, live a life of simplicity and generosity. This is difficult in America. We're used to having things. We're used to wanting that next thing. But Christians throughout history showed us that it is possible to live a life of joy and fulfillment without accumulating material possessions. We can follow his example by living simply and generously and by sharing our blessing with others. Now let's join together in a prayer time. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today with grateful hearts, thankful for the freedom we have in Christ and the unity of our faith. Lord, Help us to remember the poor and to care for one another as you have commanded us. May our actions reflect the purity of the gospel, and may we stand firm in our faith. Father, help us in all these things, and it's in Jesus' holy and precious name we pray. And with that, my dear friends, we've come to the end of another episode of My Bible Thoughts. I encourage you to subscribe to this podcast and share it with others who may benefit from the message we've discussed today. Together, let's continue to spread the love of Christ and the freedom he offers to all. Until next time, remember, we're in this journey of faith together. Stay blessed and stay true to the gospel.